1907, Tsarist police arrested Larissa Kozak-Kavitka, who she's regarded as one of the most notable Ukrainian writers in uh, literature. She was arrested for her anti-Russian views. She said, quote, I'm ashamed that we are so enslaved that we carry such heavy shackles and sleep so peacefully under them. I have awakened, and I am sad, and I grieve. I am in pain, end quote. Well, this is not the, the regular wacky introduction that we have to the show, right, but right. this is wacky in the sense of unbelievable, uh, irrational. That kind of wacky. Yes. And, and it holds true today especially. Um, uh, with what's going on in, in Ukraine, yes, uh, I, I would I would imagine she's quite held in quite high esteem by the Ukrainians. That's right for her for her stance and her power and her her, her conviction. So there's where we're going with the we're going. today. Yeah. Welcome everybody. Well, welcome. Wacky yeah. poem life. Here we are <laughs> again. Once again, here we are. We find ourselves here. Yes, and we find you here, and we're so glad you're here with us yeah. for this uh, episode. On uh, again, we're going to talk talking about uh, Ukraine and the um, Russian aggression war there, and a different poet than we spoke about before uh, when we did Ukraine Testament. We talked. Uh, about, I just lost his name. Uh, um, Shavink. Well, you know. Shavinko. Okay, Shavinko. Shavinko. Okay. Good recovery because, you know, my deer in the headlights look was not helping you. Okay. But it, it is appropriate to revisit that. Yes. I really think it's yes. to keep it in the forefront of what's, uh, of what's, uh, of our thoughts and, and uh, what's going on right. in the world. And if you didn't uh, listen to the the first episode we did about Ukraine, it was called Ukraine Testament, you know, go back and take a listen to it. We did it because we received a postcard at the museum years ago, um, but it was from Ukraine, and we uh, made contact with the, the man who sent it. And so then we, we talked about the, the poem that was referenced in it, and... We talked about Yuri, who Yuri. sent us the postcard, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, so we. I have another postcard that was sent in 2020 from from someone, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yuri has almost become, I would say, a, a pen pal yeah. to us. <laughs> you know, he he sent he he messages me um, fairly regularly, mm-hmm. and see he I got a postcard from him last couple of three days ago. Uh, it t- according to him, it took 18 days to get here, so, but it got here, you know. So uh, it's just really kind of special to have that to have that connection. He sent the postcard to to me also, well, to the museum, and he censored himself a little bit on the one that he sent me, and, and he didn't not, censor your not version. Me. No, he went he went full force, full full f force. <laughs> so if you all are not uh, listening to us from our website, you need you do need to go over there, wackyformlife.com, yeah. and you can see the picture of the image. I think this is a very famous image. Very famous in, image from in my Ukraine. understanding. Yep. That's on the postcard. It's on the stamp that's on your card. Absolutely. It's on the envelope, too. It's on the envelope. That he sent to yep. you of a Russian warship yeah. and a Ukrainian soldier saying, yeah. He, he's giving a salute in a, in a sense. <laughs> Given the yep. one-finger salute. There we are. There we go. Absolutely. Well-deserved. So his postcard to me says, glory to Ukraine, glory to heroes. Glory and to heroes. greetings to all the community of the Museum of Poetry. 
Uh, thanks so much for you supporting me in Ukraine. And then he just mentioned on this card, you can see the famous image from the stamp of a Russian warship. Go dot, dot, dot. Go dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Fill in the blank, folks. <laughs> we just did. Yeah. yeah. And he, he sent the postcard to me. It was wrapped up in two pieces of white paper inside an envelope. To make sure it was sort of, you know, nicely. So know, it got out of Ukraine. Got out of I'm sure there's some pilfering <laughs> and some uh, censorship going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So hi, Yuri. If you're listening, thank you so much. And we're, we're thinking about you. And we're just hoping that things are going to work out somehow. Certainly, certainly. Yeah. You know, we can't imagine what you're going through, but you you have our support and whatever whatever that entails. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, unfortunately, a recurring nightmare certainly. for it Ukraine. Is. It, it because is. The, the postcard that we're going to talk about today and the poet and the poem, as I said, was sent to me and sent to the museum in 2020. Because the museum has been a part of a group called Postcrossing. It's a wonderful postcard uh, exchange international. Uh, postcrossing.com. Go on there and, and take a look at that if you're you're not familiar with it. And uh, so the museum, we send postcards all over the world and people send them to us with poetry and poets from their country. Mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. So this woman, whose name is Larissa, also Larissa, uh, mm-hmm. uh, sent us a postcard from Ukraine, and it is uh, has the image of the famous poet who was born Larissa Kosak Kavitka, and then she took the pen name of Lesha Ukrenka. Ukrenka. So mm-hmm. there's a an artwork of her on one side, and then Larissa on the other side didn't include any lines of from her poems because it, it appears she wrote mainly long narrative poems. Mm-hmm. But we yeah. we we found a little selection of poem we can talk about that's by her, and uh, Larissa just told us that she wrote uh, not only poems but dramas, and one of her most famous uh, is a forest song. She created new words for. Uh, two, and she was a very strong woman, and she struggled against terrible disease, uh, Larissa said on the back of her postcard. Do you think there might be some sort of a, mo- a monument to her in, in the Ukraine or uh, some sort of a statue monument? Uh, I believe there is. I remember mm-hmm. reading that somewhere, mm-hmm. but I don't. Should I don't, be. They're I'm really not sh- sure I took a note mm-hmm. of it, so I think there is, though. Because I think, you know, y- Ukraine really believes in uh, uh, honoring uh, equally men and women. You know, very democratic society. Yes. And that's one of the things I think that the Russians do not like is the fact that it's uh, so democratic. Yes. And they do seem to really honor their poets and artists. And artists. You know, and that's (laughs) something we should do more of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We're not so much in that category here in the U.S. True. True. (laughs) That is true. Yes. But it's it's, it's an interesting illustration. But uh, I'm, I was interested to to learn about her. Yeah. I wonder, uh, Yuri. I wonder if you know about her. I bet you do. <laughs> I bet he. I does. bet he does. Yeah. You, you know. You can see again. You can see at our website uh, a picture of this postcard that Larissa sent us. It. You look her up too. Look up uh, then this uh, writer because there are lots of photographs of her. Lots of black and white photographs. She was, uh, you know, a beautiful woman. She died. She was only forty two, and um, the. The artwork, I'm not sure it does her that much justice it that's on this postcard. It doesn't quite resemble her. It's, it's a nice artwork. I wouldn't have recognized it from the photo I saw of her, but uh, it's no. a nice art, artwork. It is. It's mm-hmm. a nice piece of art. But mm-hmm. like I say, it, it doesn't – I don't think it really shows what she looked like that, that right. well. Right, right, right. <laughs> 
And the woman that sent this card to us, uh, the Larissa that sent the card, um, I kind of wonder what she's going through right now. I, I can imagine. Yeah, and I did, you know, whenever we made contact with Yuri, it was through the Post Crossing website and then through Facebook. And I did send her a message through Post Crossing a couple of weeks ago, and mm-hmm. she hasn't responded. So okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I hope she's okay. Absolutely. But, but I don't know. It might be just a delayed response. Yuri was sort of a delayed response. Yeah. And, and, and understandably so. My goodness. Yeah. Everything there is just, you know, very spotty and Well, and she lives chaotic. in the same place that Yuri did. It's fairly close. She lives in, Kel- in Kamnitsky. Okay. It's yeah. in western Ukraine, uh, which is not far from the city that, that Yuri lives in. Yeah, yeah. Live. Okay. Um, so there's a, a an excerpt. I just found this excerpt from one of her poems called Ruffin and Priscilla. And uh, it was written in 1908. And uh, I just thought we would. Yeah, it's beautiful. Look at it. It's beautiful. Okay. Yes. Uh, shall I read it, Sean? Yes, please. Okay. Excerpt from Ruffin and Priscilla. If this continues, we will soon become strangers in our native land, exiles from the heavenly state, because it has no place in our world. And we cannot get there where we must first die to come to life and lose all human likeness to become not people and not gods, but something like a shadow, like smoke, like steam. Yeah. Yeah. This one, you know, it's kind of hard when you just have a little excerpt from a long poem. But I just I think this piece here really shows us that, you know, that theme of rebirth and struggle. And, you know, sometimes you're just beaten down. You have to be beaten down yes. <laughs> totally or you feel like you're totally beaten down before you can rise up. But and the, first line, the first line, Sean, uh, th- how powerful is this? Uh, uh, pertain this to what's happening, the Russian invasion with Ukraine. And imagine the Ukrainians thinking this. If this continues, we will soon become strangers in our native land. Yeah, isn't that awful? How prophetic and how <laughs> Full cycle and full circle is that because mm-hmm. that you know it, it, it is quite true. Yeah, you yes. know what that also immediately makes me think where we are sitting here in Oklahoma, which used to be Indian territory. You were absolutely the same kind of thing. Abso- oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Native Americans, absolutely strangers mm-hmm. in their own land. Yes, yes. Yeah, exiles from the heavenly state, and I think that's a reference to. I think this poem is a contrast between um, Christianity. And some corruption. Okay. Um, yeah, I I read a little bit about it. This a, this is one of her lesser known ones. Well, I think. and again, that's a theme that actually is prevalent in this country. Mm-hmm. Christianity and corruption is quite. <laughs> it seems to kind of go hand in hand. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, but she had. She apparently had a, a a unique take on the. She was interested in the history of Christianity. And she apparently had a unique take on it, as she also did. I read a really good article by Sasha Dovisk. It was in a Los Angeles Review of Books online is where I found it. And the title of it was Subverting the Canon of Patriarchy, Lesha Ukrainka's Revisionist Mythmaking. Hmm. So in it, she, uh, this uh, writer talked about how Ukrainka took uh, some really common European uh, male myths, stories, Mm -hmm. like uh, the Don Juan story and the Iliad and the story of Troy. And, uh, well, even going back to Orpheus and Eurydice, and she reinterpreted 
them in a female point of view. Wow. And this yeah. was, you know, at the turn of the century. This was pretty I wonder how popular unique. that was, to turn those twists around on their heads. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. she was apparently really well received um, as, a, as a poet and as a modernist. That's what mm-hmm. many of these things about her call her as like uh, a leader in the modern writers' movement in Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. And she took that pen name, Ukrainka. Which means Ukraine woman. Ukraine woman. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be that'll be news to a lot of people. Ukrainka. Ukrainka. Yeah. Yeah. Ukraine woman. And she took it at a time whenever you know I, I started off by saying she was arrested for her anti-Russian views, so she took that name uh, at a time when Ukraine and Ukrainka, Ukrainian, those were forbidden and discouraged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. By so, Russian censorship. Nothing like yes. a good old nothing like good old censorship. <laughs> you know. To really make people kind of rile up and rise up and say, not not, not here, you know. She apparently had a real gift for languages. She could speak English, German, French, Italian, Greek, Latin, um, Polish, Russian. That is amazing. <laughs> okay, I know. That is amazing. <laughs> and yeah. the thing, if you're reading much about her, the thing that's really amazing uh, in, in, in terms of very serious wackiness, if we mm. get back to that wacky, is that she had tuberculosis. Uh, from a young age. Is that and, what took her? And that's, she struggled all oh, her life. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. Very ser- serious. Yeah. She, that's quite young. You know, yeah. I, I, it would have been nice to have her several more decades. Yeah. <laughs> see what she, what she might have accomplished. I know, what else? because she, she, she might have accomplished. She seems to have had quite a, you know, prolific output yes. for uh, just being 42, getting to live 42 years. Right, right. Quite an education. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's just um, I, I was, you know, th- the Ukrainian um, struggle. I see images even today. Um, for example, in, in our Ukrainian testament, there was a woman being carried out in a on a watermelon sheet, and that just absolutely struck me down. I, it knocked me down. And I wrote I wrote about it. Yeah. Well, this week a, I saw. You wrote a wonderful point. Well, thank about you, that. thank yeah. you. Uh, I, I, you know, it was it, that actually made a lot of people tear up. Believe it or not. Well, you know? yeah. Yeah, and. Um, uh, it's a death and life thing. Yeah, because you were talking about uh, it was a pregnant woman. Yes, yes, being, yes. Being led out on a, a gurney that had a, a sheet that well, was covered in water, watermelons. And yes. it makes you think of the futility and the uselessness, the violence, and the incredible horror of war. Absolutely. Yeah. And when I first saw the image, my first thought was, "Thank goodness they got to her." Yeah. And I, w- I was optimistic. Uh, then when I read what happened, my heart was broken. Yeah. You know, and I saw an image this week that did the very same thing. And I didn't write about it, but there was a, a, a man on a bicycle, uh, Ukrainian uh, villager, um, and he had a loaf of bread. He had fallen over on his bike. He was shot, and he was dead. And he had the, lo- the loaf of bread was laying beside him. His wallet was pilfered. His dog was still tethered to the back of the bike on the leash, laying there waiting for him to wake up. Mm. And um, it's just the inhumanity of it. And uh, to think that how any civilized society can think this is acceptable on any level, it, it boggles my mind. But it was very similar to that Ukrainian testament. Uh, I, I may have to write about that. It, yeah. it, I need to ruminate on it. I think you should. It. Yeah. Because those are images from everyday life, you know, people just going about. Going for a loaf of bread yeah, with your dog. Yeah, just going about your life, a routine How many activity. times have you ridden your bike in Locust Grove growing up, you know? And, yeah. Or, or, oh, yeah. And, 
and just think you know, didn't think you're going to lose your life going no. to get a, you know a loaf of bread or no. it, it boggles my mind. Yeah, yeah. It's just the, those images of routine things that are disrupted by irrational, um, in just inconceivable. It's almost like uh, being killed for sport because you know there's. The man was harmless. I'm sure that's that's a lot of what's going on. I'm uh, sure. No doubt, yeah. you know. But the, you know, the the man I think was I think was harmless. But you know, no doubt the man was loved. Mm-hmm. The man had family. Yeah. So not only do you kill him, you kill the spirit of his family when they discover this. Your and it, description also reminds me of the the man in the Tenement Square photo. Yes. Standing there with standing his there plastic with, bag uh, of groceries in, in defiance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I did a work of art. In college, called uh, Remember Tiananmen. Oh, really? And it, it, it was a beautiful bouquet above, but below the line of soil, there was a tangle of roots beyond the, what you can imagine. Oh, where's that at? I mean, I don't know, Did but you know, over the Peggy years? Sue, she was Chinese. Uh, she she also wrote Remember Tiananmen in Chinese over my over my title oh, of it. Wow, I'd love to see that. Oh, thank you. I would. I'll, I'll look for it. Okay. But it's funny how things like this. I I have to <laughs> I have to regurgitate them and get them out. Yeah. Know? Yeah. uh, Well, uh, I mean, if you are a person who has any kind of compassion or awareness of the um, just the inescapable horrors that seem to to be visited upon people for no reasons whatsoever, these things are going to come up, mm -hmm, you know. And like I said, especially if you if you just see a scene that's just almost mundane, you know, going to get your bread Mm -hmm. And then it becomes something terribly tragic. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to stick with you. It's going to stick with you. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of times the warlords and uh, the overseers and the demagogues and all that, they're they're so far removed. Yes. From that instance, mm-hmm. that it makes them easier just to keep perpetuating. Yeah. The Putins the, the and the. Mm-hmm. Stalin's, yes. That's probably why whenever the Ukraine's president, you know, he suited up and got out there with with the rest of the uh, soldiers that, yeah. that he was, you know, really lauded for that. He did exactly the he right. He did not stay in his he high didn't, castle. He didn't, behind, he didn't stay behind a 50-foot <laughs> table talking to his advisor from 50 yeah. feet away. yeah. Yeah. He got he got down and dirty. Got got in there and uh, brilliant strategy. Or went and hid when an usurpers arrived. Yes, as uh, happened here. Yes, in uh, in our country. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, or you know, or yeah, through 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 ketchup against the wall in a fit of rage. You know, right. Well, I, I you know it it's sad that that this is a poem that Ukrainka. That she wrote in 1908, and then you know just comes back to us here today, in 2022, and um, you know just could have been written um, certainly recently. Certainly, this uh, the struggle and and the the fact of how fascism and power hungry politics it it just makes people become well, less human. What is the saying? Those who do not remember. History are destined to repeat it. Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. But so true. Yeah. You know, so very true. Yeah. yeah. The um, the the part the why I selected this one because I you know I was just looking around for something of hers for us to talk about. It was probably in those last lines where she says that you lose all human likeness, and you become not people and not gods, but something. Like a shadow, like smoke, 
Like steam. Like steam. It just yeah. dissipates, wisp, yeah. wisps away. And, uh, yeah, and it's, so that's a gradual mm-hmm. evolution. That was a really, I mean, that just one line and that alliteration of that line and the evolution of those words from a shadow to smoke to steam. Mm-hmm. But then think about steam. Mm-hmm. What is what is the imagery surrounding steam when you read that? Yeah, um, water, uh, vapor, uh, hot, hot, hot yeah. uh, uh, a, a collision of, of uh, elements. Yeah, so you're being dissipated. You're kind of being vaporized into the air, but you're hot mm-hmm. and you're spreading, and you could be um, potentially you know, a weapon yourself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it seems like a surrender of your humanness, but then just that, just steam, I think about too. Oh, but then we're just transforming into something new and a new way to fight, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, no, very true. And as it relates to this country, I hope that people in this country, women in this country especially, do not – Become steam. Do not become vapor. Do not be. You know, realize that you know you uh, you know tides have turned, but we you know uh, situations can change, unless, and we must be aware. Yeah, unless you you know you you are gonna like absorb the steam as a way to um, you know to counteract or fight mm-hmm. against. Um, well, my, Terrorism. Ni- my niece, my niece tells me about this series. I've not seen it called the, the, the uh, Handmaid's The Handmaid's Tale. Uh-huh. Not, have not Margaret seen it. Margaret Atwood. And I just think to myself, she told me some of the plot, and I thought, wow, that is just so far out there that <laughs> people taking away the rights of w- women becoming chattel and so forth. And then I think to myself, oh, oh my yeah, gosh, yeah, you know, oh, you know, art imitates life. Yeah, that that's a Margaret Atwood novel, and she's written a lot of novels, but uh, she was. Uh, well, I said was, <laughs> but uh, she was a really, really good poet. I, I guess mm-hmm. she still is. I don't, I don't, haven't read any of her recent poetry, but that is how I f- first came to know her. It was through her poetry, and actually, this article that that I mentioned that was from the Los Angeles Review of Books mentions Margaret Atwood in it too, because she was comparing uh, Ukrainka to some other feminist writers, and uh, that she was way ahead of them. Yeah. And how she was portraying people, like in her version of the the Iliad and the myth of Troy, she focused on a woman who just kind of uh, there's not much of the stories about her, and that's Cassandra, you know. And so she talks about how uh, Cassandra is is the brave one. Mm-hmm. She's an outsider. She's clairvoyant. You know, mm-hmm. she knows the the future, but she is not uh, evil, as she's depicted in mm-hmm. in so many versions of the story. Um, but she's um, attacking patriarchy. And um, so I think she, in her poetry, she was trying to show us the women that were overlooked. Yes. In the, yes. In the male stories. Mm-hmm. And like in Don Juan, too, I think it, it says, this article says that she makes Donna Anna the hero of that Donna story. Anna. Yeah. I'll be darned. <laughs> Donna Anna, strong yeah. woman. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Don Juan says to her, you are indeed stone without soul or heart. And then she says to him, though not without good sense, you must admit. (laughs) (laughs) And then in her version of the story, Don Juan agrees to sacrifice his freedom and become her sword in the fight for the throne. And uh, so she 
compensates, this is a quote, she compensates for her overall powerlessness within a male-dominated society, which can silence her no longer. Yes. And yeah. uh, so her hero, heroines seize the right to tell their own stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, so I think that's probably why uh, Larissa picked out that postcard of her is because she recognized in her she was a woman who had the same name as she had yeah. and recognized she was telling a story that was her story yeah. too. I just think it's powerful that you said this post-crossing. Um, without it, you wouldn't have maybe contacted no. Yuri and so forth, and therefore, and by and by extension, I, I Yuri and I, our paths have crossed. It's a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. We, otherwise, we would never have even corresponded. That's so right. it's really quite powerful. It is, and it's pretty simple to do. I mean, it's pretty simple to go on postcrossing.com and to sign up, and uh, you can put a little profile of who you are and the kinds of postcards you'd like to receive. And then you just submit uh, for some addresses, and they give you people's addresses. And as soon as you send those postcards and they're received and the people, uh, you know, they go on the website and say they've mm-hmm. received them, mm-hmm. then you will start getting yeah. postcards. And I've, al- I've we've always been signed up through the museum, so I've always asked for poetry from your country mm-hmm. or something about a poet or if you want to write a poem or, or something like that. And most of the time people are very, uh, very gracious, yeah. you know, and sharing the How many the postcards? Poetry. Does, does it ebb and flow, the amount of postcards that you get? Yes, you, you know? can start. You start. You can send like five or something to receive five, and it keeps going up. So mm-hmm. you're, if your track record is good, mm-hmm. you know, and that you do dock, uh, that you have received, mm-hmm. you know, if you document that you've mm-hmm. received, then you just keep getting to send more, and you keep getting more. I see. And right now I can send, I think it's 12. Mm-hmm. I can get 12 addresses and send 12 postcards. Yeah. And then I'll get Is that something you still do return. regularly, Sean? I haven't done it lately. Yeah. Um, I usually would go in there and uh, change the profile every time we change an exhibit in the museum because mm-hmm. then I'd like to get postcards that went with the exhibit. Right. So right. I need to do that now because we've got a new exhibit coming up. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. themes and poetry. Mm-hmm. I love Great. it, though, because there are so many great poets from countries that we don't typically read that much about here. Yeah. In the U.S., there's so many. They're wonderful Russian poets. Yeah. Um, I'm learning about the Ukraine poets. Mm-hmm. There's beautiful Japanese, Chinese uh, poets, Spanish poets, and I, we get postcards from all those countries. Right. It's really cool. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, Larissa, thank you so much for yeah. uh, sending us this postcard and, uh, you know, Getting to learn about Helping us learn just a Ukraine little snippet could. of this yeah. uh, very uh, uh, worthwhile woman. Yes. In, you know. Yeah. And now it's actually time in our segment. Bill, do you know what it's time for? Um, poetry Court. <laughs> that, that was not me, folks. That was not my voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Simon Cowell, yeah. he's coming for me. They know, they know that Yeah, I'm going to practice with my gavel. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, that, was, that was therapeutic. I got a new piece piece of wood for the gavel to, to uh, bang against, yeah. so uh, we're, I, I we're get, set. I need to get some of those little little caps that used to pop, you know, <laughs> you know. No, no, we, no. Should, or maybe we, don't, not. we don't need the smell of, of gunpowder. Right. The smell in of gunpowder early in the morning doesn't quite do it. <laughs> no. no, agreed, agreed. <laughs> well, here you, here you, here you. So, 
I, are, 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 you de- are you defending now? I am defense, and you are the judge and prosecution in the way we're doing this because we're not having – in poetry court, we don't have a jury. Um, and I was trying to I, – I meant to look this up, and I forgot. When you have a typical trial, who presents first, the pro- prosecution or the defense? I think that it is the uh, – um, Is it the prosecution? I think the prosecution de- 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 goes first because they're, they're, they're wanting to put their case out there. And okay. then, then comes the – and then the defense, uh, defense gets tries to, come to defend in. and say, no, 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 this is not what happened. Okay. So that would mean that you, as the judge and the prosecutor, have to present the defense of the, the poem that you selected today first, okay. and then I, then I come back. Okay. I, although I don't know. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> why, why do we feel like we have to follow any kind of rules? <laughs> And our, 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 am I am I going to present again? This is kind of new to me. Am I presenting the one that I uh, that, that I sent to you? The one yes, that... because the way that we're playing this is, I pick a poem and you have to defend it. Yeah, and you pick a poem and I have to defend it. So I have to try and oh, make... well, yeah. Who who wants to read this, Jim? Um, well, I can read it. Okay, you can read it. Okay, okay. I'll right. say so. This is the poem that that Bill. It's gorgeous. Selected. <laughs> And that I will be defending forthwith. Here it goes. There's no title. Maybe if I write this one song, she'll come back to me. Maybe if I write this one song, I'm so sorry, baby. (laughs) Object. I object. It's not baby. It's baby. Baby. B-A-Y-B-E. It doesn't say you have to read that like you're Forrest Gump. Baby. Come on. Baby. How in the world can you defend this? <laughs> Is that it? That's that's your whole case right there? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I thought. Am, am I defending this? <laughs> no. <I> okay. <laughs> like, you're, you're confusing me. Uh, well, what's the crime? What's the crime that this well, poem has a, committed? Well, a, as you would say, there is not one bit of punctuation here. <laughs> there is nothing. Okay. You so, know, so. maybe if I write this one, I may come back. Wait, I'm sorry. There's a comma. There's a comma, two commas, two commas. But um, it's such a horrible rhyme. Me and baby. Me and baby. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> it is just, I wonder. I, can so you, you think it's a crime against punctuation, punctuation? and rhyme. And why in okay. the world do you have to accent baby? Or are you, um, are, are, you, are, you, are you trying to be clever? You know, she'll come back to you're, me. You're pushing that gavel against yourself, you know. Oh. Banging the gavel. I'm learning. Against yourself. I'm what learning. was that phrase you I just, had I'm in the I'm last enjoying, episode? I'm enjoying this. You're tooting your own gavel. Tooting my own gavel. <laughs> that needs to be on a shirt also next to tickle that cheese. Toot your gavel, tickle your cheese. Ah, we need to write these down. Da, that's da, true. Da, 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 da. Toot true. your gavel, tickle your cheese. That could be a little nursery rhyme. Yeah. Okay. okay, come, up okay, we're, okay we're, come up with that for next time, okay? Okay, okay. 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 All right. So, so that's it. Is are you ready for the defense? Uh, try. <laughs> Amuse me. All right. This is Attorney Sean Perkins for the defense <laughs> <laughs> of this four-line poem, which is has very honest and heartfelt emotion in it. Uh, something. I mean, you know, it's 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 it feels. I feel something. It's not hard. It's more like pain in the head. <laughs> it has rhyme and repetition for emphasis of that heartfelt emotion. Yeah. Uh, no. No. 
<laughs> it has a little bit of a song-like lyrical quality inside of it with the baby. I know. I know you're thinking of Karen Carpenter. Baby. I know you're thinking of Karen Carpenter. Don't you remember you wrote me a song, the baby? baby. <laughs> she didn't sing it like that. I know. I know. You're you're misinterpreting. Okay. I'm okay. sorry, Your Honor, but you're misinterpreting. Baby, well, I am still baby. And I here here is the the best defense for this poem that it is in the great and proud tradition of poems and songs with the title with baby in the title. Well, you don't sound very convincing. <laughs> Attorney Don't Perkins. worry, baby. So are you going against the Beach Boys? No, I don't. Are you really hating on the Beach Boys? N- love the Beach Boys. Are you hating on the Ronettes? Uh, be Ronettes. my, be my baby. <laughs> are you hating against them? Uh, you have a point. I love. What, what is I, your lo- point? I, I love Ronnie Spector. So you, you know, I, and the higher the hair, the closer to God. So I do love Ronnie Spector. <laughs> what about but, Peter Frampton? Ooh, baby, I well, love you. You know, know what happened to him? He lost all that. Glor- he lost all that glorious hair, well, and then, then he lost his ability. No, I'm, baby, I'm, I'm, I love your way. <laughs> Even Sonny and Cher. Yeah, baby, I got you, baby. You know, the, uh, if, if I had a dollar for every baby <laughs> defense I, that came into my courtroom, I'd be a rich man. You get a lot of baby but defenses. Baby in court. defenses. <laughs> I'm not sure. My, I'm, not, I'm not sure the jury is buying that. Ice, it, ice, baby. It, it would almost. You could almost win this case if you had baby B A B Y. But B A Y B E, you're trying to go into baby the realm. Baby love, you're, you're trying, my baby love. <laughs> you're trying to go you're into. You're gonna hate on the Supremes. I love the Supremes. <laughs> that, that's that's beside the point. It's just a matter of you're trying to be clever. Hit me, baby, one more time. Um, my goodness, you know, <laughs> we're full of this. We're full of babies here. I came to court prepared. Apparently, to win, to win this case. But I think you tried to be clever because with baby. Every lawyer, baby. Every lawyer comes to case prepared, even if they don't believe in their in their uh, what's my person's called in their guilt or innocence or clients a client. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Song. In this case, this poem. This poem. You know, so. So uh, you feel like that is an honest defense of this poem? Yes. Yeah, and you don't feel like you don't feel like you're trying to be gratuitously humorous with baby and you know run it off the no, rails. No, uh, defense attorney is never gratuitous. Um, uh, that's an opinion. <laughs> that's overruled. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, baby, baby. Oh, I that's of, just a matter of interpretation. Yeah. B a y b e. B a y hyphen b e. A hyphen. But, but you're okay. How how are you saying it, Your Bi- Honor? Baby, baby. Bi- See that that's that's kind of Marilyn Monroe's sexy baby. Well, baby. that's my, my interpretation, baby. and that's the client's oh. interpretation. Oh well, you know. So so what do you I, do about it? I, I Your think Honor, jury, <laughs> go deliberate. Come back with a guilty verdict there's, in, there's in, no in one jury. hour. You have to decide. Well, then I I say uh, um, I'm going to give this one to you. <laughs> I think that was a legitimate defense, actually. Uh, if it was, if it was B A B E Y, baby. And that's exact. Ouch. <laughs> Is the court adjourned? Um, it's adjourned and adjourned. And that's exactly why I didn't become a lawyer, Bill. Well, thank goodness. Because I just couldn't see myself defending guilty parties. And that's exactly why. And I didn't, you have to. Well, of course. And that's yeah. exactly why I didn't become a judge. <laughs> Having to sit through this. 
No, I'm kidding. Yeah, certainly because you do have to defend people that you know are guilty. Yeah, I would think. you do. That's mm-hmm. part of your job. Mm-hmm. And I did have intentions oh, when really? I was in college to become a lawyer. Yeah. See, this is a new, yeah. a, a new topic. My degree was in English. I heard that that was a good degree to have to go into law school. It wasn't in education, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what I was going to do. And no wonder just... you like murder mysteries and crimes and uh, you know all Perry of these. Mason. Exactly. Oh, I, I remembered the word. Remember last time I kept saying immaterial and irrelevant, and I mm-hmm. couldn't remember the third yes. word that Perry Mason always said. Yes, yes, Incompetent. Yes. Incompetent. Yes. Oh. He always had to say all three of those words at the same time. Okay. Well, that's easy to remember. Incompetent. As an objection to whatever it was Hamilton Immaterial, was irrelevant, saying. and incompetent? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The eyes. Yeah. The eyes have it. He was always after Hamilton Burger, you Ooh, know. Yeah. Didn't let him get away with anything. Right, right. Okay. Well, well. people, you've wasted another perfectly good <laughs> <laughs> half no. hour or so. Where else could you learn this? <laughs> you know, have such an array, you know, from this wonderful Ukrainian brave woman mm-hmm. to baby. Yeah. In one episode. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, nowhere else. Nowhere else except for this podcast. I'm very happy I won that case, so. Although I just feel really dirty because <laughs> that was a horrible poem. It was a horrible poem. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and I, you might not have won that, but I left all of my all of my uh, legal terms at home. <laughs> you gave me the cheat sheet of legal terms, and it's on my desk at home. Judge was not quite prepared. <laughs> <laughs> the judge worked all night. For the force of that case. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. All right. Well, you all, uh, thank you so much. Um, go to wackypoemlife.com and see some of the photos and give us reviews. Send us messages. Let us know what you think about, you yeah. know. Uh, share, share, Certainly, share. yeah. We, we, we love feedback. We're, you know? we're not real good at social media. We've been trying. Um, we do have a Wacky Poem Life Facebook page. Please, you know, like it and share it, too. Absolutely. And we appreciate y'all. Thanks yeah. so much. Bye, guys.